Good to have you here at Hillside in the Park. Uh, I'm Dan Seitz, and uh, it's so good to see every single one of you. We're going to get started with our service uh, in just a minute, just a couple of things. Uh, if you just happen to be walking by today, uh, we want you to know this is a, an open public service. You're welcome to be here, and uh, we hope you'll stick around and, uh, and hang out with us during this time. Uh, it's going to help if you get uh, a song sheet and message notes. If you raise your hand, somebody will bring one to you. Uh, you can also find them over there on uh, the welcome table. So grab those before we get going. Uh, bathrooms. Bathrooms are right behind you on the corner of that building back there. After the service, you can use the bathrooms in that building. Uh, but during the church service, we reserve those for the kids, so just keep that in mind. And then one more really important note. Uh, if you parked at a meter, can't hear, is that better? Thanks, Michelle. Uh, one more thing, hope you got most of that. But if you, uh, if you parked at a meter, know that they begin to enforce at 10 a.m. And so uh, just be mindful of that. Set a personal alarm so you don't get a ticket because nobody wants that. All right, we're going to start, and Ola, one of our community members, is going to pray for us. Thank you, Mr. Dan. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather in your presence. Your word says, where two or three are gathered in your name, you'd be in their midst. We thank you because we know you are in our midst this morning. We thank you, Father Lord, because of who you are to us. Yeah. You are the hell of him. You are the hell shall die. You're the Alpha and Omega. You're the Jehovah Je Je Jireh, you're Jehovah Nissim. Yes. Everlasting Father, we also thank you because of all the things you keep doing for us. You keep protecting us. You keep providing for us. You are the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, light in the darkness. Lord, we are thankful and we are grateful. Eternal rock of ages, all have seen and are fallen short of your glory. And we know that the only thing that can hide, make you hide your face from us is our sins. Everlasting Father, we come to you this morning. We plead for forgiveness of our sins, the sins we've committed knowingly, the sins we've committed unknowingly, the sins in thoughts, the sins in deeds, the sins in aspirations. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus to wash these sins away, eternal rock of ages. We also plead for your spirit to, to intercede on our behalf. We pray, Father, Lord, that your spirit would help us to be loving, to be kind, to be tolerant, to be fruitful, to love you and to love our neighbors as you've summed up in your word. Thank you, Father Lord. We know that all glory, honor, and adoration will belong to you at the end of the day. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let's stand up. I'm not already standing. Let's sing. Worthy, 
worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other, every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you, holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you, open up
Father God, yeah, we're in the park. Uh, we're able to sing to you. Uh, thank you for how you father us. Uh, thank you for how you are selfless with us, um, how you love us dearly. Uh, we love you dearly. In your name we pray, amen. Sorry about that. I thought it was three songs, but I was a little off. Or maybe I wasn't paying attention, which that's my spiritual gift. Uh, so anyways, um, good morning, church. All right. So we're super glad that you're here to worship in the park. Uh, I ordered this nice warm weather for you just, you know, from my heart and my toque. Um, so anyways, if this is your first time, hey, we want you to know we take prayer super seriously, and uh, if you guys have any prayer requests, we have these cards over here on the welcome table if you need one. We'd just like to find out a little bit more about you if you're new, and then again, if uh, you have any prayer requests, you guys, um, I always tell people I don't fight fair, I fight in prayer, and it's really important that we fight for each other, we contend for each other, because in this world, we will have trouble, God says. So um, again, fill these out if you need them. We would love to pray for you. Uh, that's one. Now, let's see. Uh, so we got the men's hike coming up. Uh, this is super fun time where we gather as men. Uh, if you're young or old, uh, we go up on Lime Ridge, and this will be July 8th, 9 a.m. on Shell Ridge, open space. Uh, no need to sign up for anything. You just show up. And uh, it's a really cool time that we hike with each other. Uh, we get to know each other. We get to pray for each other, and uh, we just get to grow together. Um, the world is confused when, we, as men, we come together, and we, um, we get to know each other, and we build better communities. We build better families. Um, so it's important that we uh, do things together. So again, show up. Um, it'll be a great time. Uh, we have the, believe it or not, we're doing this uh, back-to-school drive, right? The backpacks are coming up, even though it doesn't even feel like summer yet. It feels like winter. Uh, we're getting ready because we plan ahead. So we partner with the Monument Crisis Center. Uh, and this year alone, uh, we've had some generous donors uh, or a donor uh, already uh, supply uh, 1,200 backpacks for this thing. But we want you guys to get involved and we want to do more than that. We'd love to double that. And the way we can do that is you can either uh, bring a backpack with supplies or you can um, donate and um, these will go to kids at risk. And we could do that online through the Church Center app or just bring it and uh, the deadline will be, um, let's see, choo -choo 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 -choo, June 10th uh, is when we bring, bring them back physically. Or sorry, July. 
Sorry. Thank you for correction. I need that. Any rebuke? No? We're good. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Uh, so yeah, they're going to be due. Um, the cash online cash donations are due Monday, July 10th, and the physical backpacks are due Sunday, July 16th. And um, yeah, thank you guys for your generosity. Um, the next thing we want to talk about is uh, Kids Camp, which is Monday, uh, July 24th uh, through Friday, June 28th. Um, and it's from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And you guys, this is super important, a way that we do outreach. There's so many kids in our community, our neighborhoods that don't know Christ. And actually their parents don't either, but they just want to give them to someone for a moment so they can take a break. And um, I have to tell you guys, we just two weeks ago, we drove up to Sacramento uh, to do a, a, a breakaway kids camp. Uh, at a church, this is how influential it, they are to us because during COVID, when everything shut down, they sent us boxes so we could go to kids camp. And it was so impactful that these last two years, we have been driving up to Sacramento for a week at a time and going to this kids camp. They had over um, 1,300 kids at their kids camp and my wife volunteered, my kids went, Rosie helped out, I, did, I directed traffic. Um, and I was a button pusher at the crosswalk. I'm a good button pusher, uh, it turns out. Um, but we go up there because it's that important. And actually, Barna Research Group says that 85% of kids come to know Christ before the age of 14. And the way we do that is we introduce them through our generosity, our time, and kids camp to just let them know that God loves them. He has a plan for their lives. And we're doing this at, at Hillside Church. And so we need you to get involved. Uh, we need leaders. We need people to donate. There's a bunch of other things uh, that we need. But um, again, Registration is open. We need leaders. We need donations. And let's make an impact in our community. Let's make a difference for the kingdom, for all of eternity, right? All right. And so the last thing uh, before the mixer, the stand and greet, is this idea that um, you don't give to the church. You give through the church. And so if, there's, if you want to donate online, you guys know how to do that. And if you brought something today to donate, um, you could just raise your hand and a person will come around and grab it from you. And again, um, it's out of our generosity that God's kingdom grows. And so I want you guys to think about that more and more. Like, don't just come to church, give to the church and give through the church because we need everything for the glory of the king. That's how we uh, bow down and worship him. And so the mixer today is, let's see. Uh, so I want you guys to get up and greet each other. The question would be, preferably someone you don't know, because there's a lot of people we don't know and we like to stay in our groups, but bust out of our groups. And it, what is your ideal picnic lunch? All right, so this is what you're going to do. Mine would be anything warm right now, okay? That would be it. So go stand up, greet each other, and we'll get back to worship. sing. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind, leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. 
Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. is risen bow down before him for he is Lord of all sing hallelujah Christ is risen oh what a Savior isn't he one Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Let's sing it again. Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with a precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Hey, Wayne. Bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Lord, we say hallelujah. We praise you, Lord, most high God, creator of heaven and earth, the one who is unseen but who came to show us the way, the one who drew near to us when we were lost and in darkness and didn't even know it. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for the work that you have done in us, that you're doing now in the work that you will complete on that day. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for this time together. Amen. Amen. Hey, Wes. What's up, man? <laughs> All right, take a seat. Great to see you in the park on this blustery day. Yeah, yeah a little irony on the mixer question uh, having to do with a picnic. Yeah, this great picnic weather. Um, so uh, for this picnic theme, I'm going to go a game with you, right? You know this game, Two Truths and a Lie. So you share Two Truths and a Lie, and you ask people, okay, which one is the lie? So for my picnic lunch, you know, just a, a pretty darn good picnic lunch, here are Two Truths and a Lie. Let's see if you can pick it out. Number one, I like an easy peel orange in my picnic basket. You know what I'm talking about there? All right, not one of those like 
things you have to dig your fingernails into. Yeah, okay. All right, a Clausen dill pickle, Clausen dill, dill pickle, uh, or cheese stick. All right, cheese stick. Yeah. I didn't say it was a spectacular picnic basket. I'm saying like, all right, so who thinks that the easy peel orange is the lie? Come on, just vote. Be brave. Everybody vote. Okay. All right. Next, a Clausen dill pickle. Who says that's a lie? Okay. Yeah. I think maybe a little bit more on that one. All right. And then the third one, a cheese stick. Who thinks that's a lie? Yeah, that's the majority, right? All right, Becky, what's the answer? Pickle. Yes, the pickle. I don't like dill pickles. You put a pickle on my plate, I'm going to give it away. I'll throw it on the floor. I don't want that pickle. All right. Now, Becky's my wife, you didn't know. And so um, how did she know that it was a pickle? She knows me, right? Yeah, we've been married 23 years. She has learned this about me. It has been revealed to her through my words and my actions that I do not like dill pickles. All right. That's the hook today. All right. We gather together uh, to God, with God, with each other, in order to hear what he has revealed about himself. We come because we want to know him better. And there's more to it than that. God has actually drawn you this morning through his spirit, through e-news, through uh, other people, uh, to be here this moment. Uh, because God wants to reveal himself to you. He wants you to know him. He's drawing you into a real relationship. And a real relationship is one in which you are known and you know the other party as well. All right, so that's what we're doing. He's revealing himself to us. Now, we've been in uh, the book of 1 John, and that's where we go when we gather together. We go into his word because that is the primary means by which God reveals himself. He reveals himself in nature, but it's kind of, you know, that's some general knowledge about God. And then he's revealed himself in himself, and he reveals himself in his word and by his spirit. But we go to his word consistently on Sundays because that is how God helps us know who he is and helps us know who we are and our situation and what's going on. It's how he reveals reality. It's how he shines light in our darkness because we're finite, we get confused, and uh, so we gather to hear his word. So we're going to be in 1 John today, and the passage we're in today is 4, 1 through 6, and... Yeah, it's an interesting passage. There you go. All right, let's look at it. Let's listen for what God wants to reveal to us today in his word and by his spirit as we gather together. First John 4, 1 through 6. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. All right, now, first glance, you know, is anybody memorize that verse? Is that like a favorite memory verse for anybody? Is this a favorite passage for anybody? Right, this is not like the thing that you get posters made out of and stuff, right? You don't see this on a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. But here's the deal. Stay in. God wants to reveal something today to you and me that is super important. So here we go. All right, don't believe every spirit, test the spirits, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize, you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit, oh, there's other spirits, okay. Others, every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, the anti-king, which you have heard is coming and is even now already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. That's good news. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. And the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. There you are. Key point. 
There's going to be a few today, but here's the, here's the lead off. Do not believe every spirit, every message you hear from every person you hear teach or every podcast or every sermon or every book you read. Uh, do not believe every spirit, every message you hear, but do what? Test them. Test it. Test it to see if it is from God because there's other sources as well. Not everything you hear is true. Not everything you hear is good. Not everything you hear is from God. Okay, so that's part one. Part two, what do we see going on here? What else did you see as I read through that? What, what is God revealing to us? What's he showing us in this passage? Lots of contrasts here, right? There is a conflict going on. There's a conflict. There's a they, there's a we. There's false spirits, there's the Spirit of God. There's something going on here. A conflict, two forces, two sides, spiritual, different aims and purposes, uh, active behind the scenes. Right? The spiritual world is a bit hidden, a bit mysterious. God wants us to see it today. Here's a summary of what was revealed to us in this passage. If you have a bulletin, it's going to help you a lot today. If not, you can see up here. If you want a bulletin, just raise your hand. We'll get one to you. All right. First of all, again, I said there's a they and a we, two sides. And we see this revealed repeatedly through the scripture. It's not just in this passage. All right. There's two, two groups. And the they includes antichrist's spirits. Anti-King Jesus spirits that deny Jesus, that downplay who he is, who confuse uh, people about who Jesus is. All right, that's happening. That's in the world. On the other side, we have the Spirit of God who confirms the truth about Jesus, confirms that Jesus is King. So those, those activities couldn't be any more different, right? One, Jesus is the king who's come in the flesh. The other spirits, no, he's not. All right, two conflicting truth claims about Jesus. Now those antichrist spirits that deny Jesus, they are also referred to as spirits of falsehood, of deception. They will muddle your thinking about who Jesus is. On the other side, we have the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of truth, the Spirit who reveals what really is, how things really are. Spirit of light who shines so we can see clearly. All right, next we heard the they, that there are false prophets, false teachers, active in the world, teaching lies. And they are either knowingly or unknowingly inspired by or animated by these antichrist lying spirits. There they are. It's good to know this. And there are other, uh, there's another group that we, God sent prophets and teachers who point to who Jesus is. And this we includes John who's writing this letter because he saw, walked, talked, and ate with Jesus. Includes Matthew, includes Paul, includes Peter. Includes, that's the we, the God sent prophets and teachers. All right. And that continues on today. If you uh, run across a teacher, you hear a message or a sermon or, or read something, you hear a podcast, and what they are saying lines up with the apostolic witness, with the New Testament, with, with those eyewitnesses who saw, talked, ate with Jesus, then you are on firm ground. All right. Those antichrist spirits and teachers who deny Christ, they, they come from, the, where do they come from? And who listens to them? The world. Yeah, the world. And that's a term often used by Jesus to refer to humanity that is still separated from God and in the dark, in the law, in lost. And we were all there at one time. All right, that's, I was there. Uh, if you're in Christ now, you were there, uh, part of the world. And on the other side, we have now a group, spirit-filled people of God. Spirit-filled people of God. All right. That's a big truth. Seems important to know. Jesus speaks about it. He had encounters with this other world, these, these spirits of falsehood. 
and uh, he wants us to know about this. So that's big truth number one. Title of the message is Two Truths and a Lie. Big truth number one is a fill-in for you. Here it is. We are in, we are in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle between good and evil, between truth and lies. We're in it. You're in it. Doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Doesn't matter if you see it or not. Doesn't matter if you want to be in it or not. You are in it. We are born into it. It's going on. So it's good to know about it because if you want to navigate this life well, if you want to overcome, if you want to be able to discern and recognize truth from falsehood, good and evil, you got to know at least, hey, we're in a battle. We're in a battle. All right, that's big truth number one. Big truth number two, good news. You, brothers and sisters, are able to overcome. You are able to win in this battle. You are able to stand firm. You are able to see what's going on and not fall for the falsehood. All right, you have what it takes. Listen to verse two again. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. We heard that? Verse 6, this is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. All right, he's going to show us how. You have the ability to do this. And then verse 4, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you, the Holy Spirit of God, the spirit of truth, the one who confirms that Jesus is king, is in you and is greater than the one who is in the world, than these other spirits. Thank you, God. That's good news. Big truth number two. Let's put it in the fill-in here. If you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, you have the resources to know and to stand firm in what is good and true. All right. Now, you, you notice that qualifier there, right? If you are in Christ. It's critical. Let's look at that real quick. If you are in Christ, then you have the resources. Why is that phrase essential? Uh, why is that important? Well, God has revealed something else in his word. Clearly, repeatedly. Uh, if you want a reference point for this, look at Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Um, this is what God has revealed. If you are not in Christ, let me tell you what your situation is, what God has revealed about your situation. Number one, and this is your next fill-in stuff. Actually, this is all filled out for you. Easy. You are among those who are born of Adam. You're a descendant of Adam. What's Adam known for? Yeah, first man, all right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then Genesis 3, Sin. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and we'll dig into that a little bit. All right. But you're born of Adam. You're in, you're in the line of Adam. You're part of this group. All right. Which means next thing you are Ephesians 2.10, sorry, dead in sin. Oh, ouch. Okay. You are dead, spiritually dead. You're not alive in God. You are actually spiritually dead when you're born in Adam, when you're born. Why? Because Number three, you are separated from God. This is how we are born. This is how we come into the world. There, there's another myth out there, right? There's another message out there, right? Everybody's born innocent, close to God. That's not biblical. That's not what God has revealed. We are born of Adam. We are born dead in sin. We are born separated from God. Why? Because of our sin. Isaiah 59, 2. This is everyone ever born after Adam, which is everyone, doesn't matter your ethnicity, your economic background, your education background, how young you are, how old you are, your gender. This is your situation. This is the human situation that we were born into. We are all born as part of, here's that phrase again, the world. The world. This is this category. There's more. God has revealed more about you. If you are not in Christ, if you are not in Christ, you are, you're following somebody, you're following something, whether you know it or not, you're following spirits of the world. Antichrist spirits, hostile to God, rejecting God, denying, minimizing who Jesus is. 
That's what's happening. And in this state separated from God, when that was you or if that is you, here's the harsh reality. You're condemned. That is your standing before God. You are condemned because of your sins. And you are destined for judgment, Hebrews 9.27, and you are headed to an eternity of this separated from God's state, which is hell. It's good to know, right? That seems pretty important. That's big. Here's the question. If you're in that situation, if you are separated from God, dead in your sins, how are you going to get out of that? How are you going to escape that? How are you going to get out of that giant pit that we're all born into? It's too deep for you to scurry up the side. You can't go to church often enough to get out of that pit. You can't sing enough songs to get out of that pit. Right? You can't do enough charity work to get out of that pit. And I can't help you because I'm in that pit also. Right? We're stuck. That is our situation. God is clear. God's word is clear. What do we need to get out of this pit? Yeah, we need somebody who's outside of this pit. To lift us up. Because we can't do it ourselves. That is the human condition. Born of Adam. That's, that's the deal. And because God so loved the world. Those who are dead in sins. Separated from him. Because God is so loving. Because he's rich in mercy. He sent his son to lift us out of the pit. Listen to 1 John 1, 1 through 2. We've heard it a few times. Here it is. John wants you and me to know this. The we here is all those eyewitnesses of Jesus. goes like this. This we proclaim. We proclaim boldly, loudly, urgently. This is we proclaim concerning the word of life, the eternal Son of God. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you. We point you to the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us to get us out of the pit. The good news is that the word of life, God came to save you and me. Jesus came. And when he appeared, listen to this headline. This is kind of Jesus fresh out of the gate, starts his public ministry when he's on earth. This is one of his early phrases. This is Mark 1.15. He said this, he announced this, God revealing this. The time has come. The time is now. The kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God, the presence of God has come near, has come into the pit. What do we do? Repent. Turn away from the pit. Repent. Turn toward God. Turn to the word of life who appeared. Believe. Believe what he says. Believe what he's, he's done to get you out of the pit. And if you've done that, then you are no longer dead in your sins. You are no longer born of Adam. Uh, listen, Colossians 1.13. If you've repented, if you turn to him and you put your trust in him, then this is true of you. He has rescued you from the dominion of darkness, from the pit, and brought you into the kingdom of his son, the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, freedom, the forgiveness of sins. If you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, then this is now true of you. You were born of Adam. Now you are born of God. Fill that in. You were dead in sin. You are now alive in Christ. You were separated from God. Now you are united to him forever. And therefore you have eternal life because you are united to the eternal life. You have crossed over from death to life. You were following the, the spirit of the world, whether you knew it or not. Now we are following Christ, the King, the Word of Life, who appeared. 
You were condemned, destined for judgment in hell. Now you are forgiven because of what the word of life did for you and me on the cross. He paid the punishment. He bore the condemnation for you so that now you are forgiven and you are destined for life eternity with God, with his people, new heavens and new earth to come. That's what God wants us to know this morning. Now, there are Antichrist spirits working. Spirits of falsehood denying this, nitpicking it, poking at it. The stakes are high. We're in a spiritual battle. Be aware of that. Jesus straight up said this, John, 5, John 8, 24, If you do not believe in me, if you do not put my trust in me and what I've done for you, you will die in your sins. You will stay in that dead in sin situation. But if you turn to him and believe, you will be transferred over into the kingdom of his son. All right, if you're not in Christ this morning, hear what he's saying. Respond. Today is the day, the time has come to repent, to turn away from what you thought you knew and take hold of him and what he has done for you. And if that's you, and you know it, God's stirring you. At the end, we're going to have a prayer team up here. Go talk to them. Go talk to me. Talk to us today. Do not leave here without that. He wants you to know that. Now, back to that phrase, if you are in Christ. If you are in Christ, you have the resources to know the truth and to stand firm in what is good and true. All right, if you are in Christ, what are these resources I talked about? Number one, you heard it today, Spirit of God. The Spirit of God in you. The powerful presence of God in you. The creator of the universe in you, with you. You are in Him now, if you're born of God. He is in you. You're spiritually resurrected. You're united to Him forever. What should we fear, man? We are good. We are seated with Christ in the heavenlies and He is with us right now on earth. You have the Spirit of God. Jesus said, John 7, 38, whoever believes in me, whoever puts their trust in me, listens to what I says and, and says, yes, I believe. As scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within you. The Holy Spirit will flow from within you. So that's big. I'm going to stop right there. That's, that's super resource number one. All right. But the Spirit of God does something. The Spirit of God in you will keep drawing you into the number two resource, which is the Word of God. The Word of God. What Jesus has said and revealed. What the eyewitnesses saw and heard and preserved for us. That's where we need to go. The Word of God. When Jesus himself came on earth, the Word of Life came on earth, he too was tempted. He was tested by these antichrist spirits, by the super antichrist spirit, Satan himself. And what did Jesus do as this lying serpent was speaking to him in the wilderness? What did Jesus do? Spoke the word of God. The tempter, the liar, said, turn this stone into bread. And Jesus said, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We have that same resource that Jesus used to overcome the evil one in the wilderness. And we're in the wilderness, man. We're not yet in the promised land. The spiritual battle is still going. All right? We need the word of God. Jesus showed us how to use it, and we have it. Let's get in it. Let's access it because we're in a spiritual battle. We need this tool. We need the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All right. But it's not just you and God and the Bible by yourself somewhere. Third resource. Look around. The people of God. The Word of God and the Spirit of God, what He does when He's in you, when He's alive in you, when you've been born again, 
is he brings you in with others who are in him as well. We need each other to help each other walk with God and to discern what's false, what's, what's good, what's true, what's evil. We, we need each other. I saw this in uh, one of my small groups recently. Uh, one of the guys was, he was just struggling. He came in, he, just, he was in a bit of tension and turmoil. And, um, you know, it's time for us to share, to come into light and be real with each other and share what's going on in our lives. And uh, he told us, you know, I don't really want to tell you, you know, because I'm afraid you're going to think X, Y, Z. You're going to think, you know, you're going to be annoyed. You're going to be um, frustrated. You're just, you know, you're going to think this. He was being attacked by the enemy with these lies. You are this. Just be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't tell them. Just kind of, you know, go along. Everything's okay. But to his credit, thankfully, he brought that into light. He shared with us. And it was so good because we were able to tell him, no, we weren't even thinking that. It was a perception. He had a message in his mind. They're thinking this, so I shouldn't say anything. And it was a lying spirit. Right? We all deal with this. We have all kinds of crazy messages going on in our minds. Right? We just have to pay attention. But remember, we're in a spiritual battle. Not everything you think is real or true. You know, that person may not be thinking that at all. They may not be thinking about you at all. Right? right we got it. We're pretty self-consumed. The liar likes to whisper and to keep us separated from him, from God, from each other, uh, from his word. Yeah, I, should, I, I really should get into the word. Yeah, but it's, gosh, it's so much work. I just don't feel like it. You know, we listen to our feelings. We listen to this or that. And we don't access these resources like we can. But we need them because we're in a spiritual battle between good and evil, truth and lies. And we need it to be able to know and stand firm in what is good and true. You have what you need to overcome the lie. Now, what is the lie? Two truths. Right? We're in a battle. Truth number two, you have the resources to overcome. overcome. Now the lie. The lie. All right, well, man, it's hard to, you know, boil down to one lie, but there is a very old lie. It's kind of the oldest lie. It's the original lie. And it spawns all kinds of other lies that we're dealing with today. We're going to go way back now. Genesis 2, remember this? The last time we were not in a spiritual battle, talking about human history, was Genesis 1 and 2. Things were good. Things were very good. We were close to God. We were, there wasn't sin to deal with. There wasn't toil to deal with. There wasn't pain or shame or death to deal with. Things were good. God set us up really well. We had this nice garden, like this set-apart area, and um, we could access God any time. And there was this thing called the tree of life. And man, you eat from that, you just keep, keep living. Tree of life right in the center. You can't miss it. And we all all kinds of other trees. We didn't have to go out and you know, didn't have to go to Safeway. Didn't have to hunt our food. We, we just go. There are all sorts of things around that we could eat and enjoy and sustain us. And again, no more, there was no shame, no toil, no, none of that stuff. All right, but then it's the first time we hear it in the story in God's word, we hear this word evil and we hear death. And it's all wrapped up in this other tree. There's also this other tree, the tree of life, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Oh, what's that? All we've heard so far is good, evil. And if you eat from this tree, you won't live, you will die. All right. So, seems pretty clear cut. Right? Don't eat that thing. Don't even touch it. Just stay away from it. Right? Let's, let's do that. But then there's this, there's this ancient serpent. This, some spiritual force there embodied in some way. And this is what we hear. Listen to what the ancient serpent, the Antichrist spirit said to the woman. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. He leans into this and he says, 
Hey, did God really say? Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say that? Are you sure about that? I know. That's the beginning of the lie. Right? A lot of lies are made up of this. And then here it is, the next fill-in. God didn't really say that, or that's not what he really meant. Now, what if you need to know what God has said or not? Where, where do you go? Yeah, go to the Word of God. You got the resource, man, to test it, to check it out. Does it fit or not? All right, and all they had to do is go to God. Hey, God, there's a, there's a talking snake in your garden, and he's questioning what you've said. That's all they had to do. But no, they're going to figure it out on them, by themselves. That'll work out. All right. So, okay. So, and, Adam, and, and um, the woman got it pretty well when she said back to the serpent, we may eat from any tree of the garden, but not this one. Um, and don't touch it or you'll die. She got pretty close. All right. So, but the lying spirit continues. He's persistent, right? He goes on verse four. He says, you will not certainly die. Straight up contradicts what God said. Straight up goes against what God said. For God knows that if you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you'll be, be like God, knowing good and evil. Like, man, it sounds actually pretty good. You're not going to die. It actually sounds kind of good. So next fill in the lie. God's word is not true. You will not die. Now, you may ask at this point, why is this serpent going against God? Why is this spirit going? I mean, why is he going against humanity? He can't do anything against God. So he goes against you and me, his image bearers, those who bear his image and likeness. All right, so that's the essence of the lie. God's not good, right? His word, his revelation is not good. What God said is not good. He's holding out on you. All right, so there's this undermining of God's word. Okay, so the other part of the lie is this. So at this point, the woman, verse 6, said she saw the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that would lead to death. She saw that the fruit of the tree was good if for food. Uh, she's wrong, right? She's, she's going by what her own judgment at this point. She's taking matters under her own, uh, her own hands here. It was good and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. Look how good it is. This tree of good and evil that leads to death. So she took some and ate it. And then, you know, she's generous. So she shared some with her husband. And her husband's there the whole time. What's he doing? Nothing. And he takes and eats it as well. The last part of the lie is, I know better than God. I got this. What I think is better than God. What I, you know, yeah, God said that. But that was a long time ago. And I feel this. Or so-and-so says this, and it seems to be working out for them. All right, this is the lie. This is the lie. So we've got two truths, spiritual battle going on. We saw the sides, and we have the resources to overcome, and there's a lie going on that we've got to be aware of. So how do we walk this out together? And I think this is, this is a great takeaway for you and me. It's 2 Corinthians 10.5. This is what we can do. You and I, as we go through our day, as we go through the rest of this day, even right now, is we need to learn how to take captive, take captive every thought, all of our thoughts. Don't just let them, you know, take root. Every thought. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus, the Word of God, who speaks. That's how we sift through it. And if you don't, if you just go through life without doing that, you're just going to get duped a lot. You're going to be misled a lot. Take captive every thought that comes through your mind, that you hear, and make it obedient. Submit it to our good Lord and King who has come to rescue us out of the pit. He saved us and he wants to continue to save us out of these lies that we buy into. There are lies you believe about yourself, about other people, about God. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus. This is how you do it in practice. Lord, are you saying that? 
Is that from you? What do you say about this? I'm thinking this. I'm feeling this. I'm kind of pestered by this, Lord. I think that person's thinking this about me. Take that captive. Make it obedient to Jesus. Say, Jesus, what do you say? I was walking over here with Dan. We parked over there. I forgot to mention there's free parking over there. Next time. All right. So we're walking over here, and I'm just feeling pestered by this message. This is not a, you know, a friendly, you know, smiley message for you this morning. And I'm just kind of like feeling a little off. I'm like, Dan, pray for me. Because I needed him to help me connect with what Jesus said. And it was beautiful. Like he just, he just said some things that Jesus has said in his word. And it helped me get out of that fog, right? Get out of that muddledness. Get out of that spiritual battle. Because we need each other. We need the word of God. You have the spirit of God. Let's do this together. Take captive every thought. Make it obedient to Jesus. Let's stand and pray and let the Lord do this in us. Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, we ask, Lord, that you would bring to mind any lies that we are believing. Highlight them for us, Lord. Help us see them. Help us be aware right now, Lord God. Bring them to mind. And as we go through this week, Lord Jesus, help us stop when we're believing a lie. Help us see it. Help us hear it. If it's just wrapped in a weird feeling, Lord, help us identify the message that is there. And Lord, help us understand and know if this is from you or not. And if it's not from you, help us reject it, Lord. We know that it works against us. It works against good. Help us to take it off, reject it, say no. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you would give us the truth. Or we ask that you would bring that truth to mind. Spirit of God, help us to know the truth, to stand firm in it, and to reject the lies this week. Help us navigate this, even now, and as we go into the song. If you're just feeling stuck, get some prayer at the end of this uh, song. We're going to have a prayer team up here. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for the good work you're continuing to do in us, Lord God. Amen. I want to 
kingdom come, Jesus. You're the king. We proclaim that this morning. Uh, Father, help us to actually make you the king with our actions and our decisions uh, this week. Help us. We need help. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, crew. The prayer team is there. They're nice people. They're there. They're there. We're picnicking too. I see blue sky back there. So it's, it's happening. So, so picnic it up. And uh, have a great Sunday.